0: Welcome to Koinonia Podcast. We exist to engage the church with edifying biblical discussion that is relevant to our local church in our world today. Let's tune in in today's episode. Well, welcome to this episode of Koinonia Podcast. Uh, My name is Brent, and I serve as the lead pastor of Steel Valley Church, located in Youngstown, Ohio. And the item that we have on the table today concerns the Lord's Day. And I am excited about this for a number of reasons, but maybe because I am personally a structured person. And when I discover God's structure given to the Christian life, I do find an odd interest in such things. Uh, So as we consider the Lord's Day, I would imagine the culture of Christianity today may, may not entirely be sure of what such a day is and actually be able to define its origins and expressions regarding the Christian life today, um, especially when it deals to why does the church meet on Sunday? Why is it known as the Lord's Day? I mean, after all, isn't that concept just sort of man-made tradition and kind of like an old covenant thing? I think the culture kind of just wants to dispose of all that nonsense of legalism and things like that and, you know, abandon the confines of structure because aren't we free in Jesus Christ? Well, I would warn listeners uh, that to breach the confines of structure that God designed is to breach the confines of Scripture. Uh, God's inerrant, infallible, transcendent word, perfect and complete. And God speaks today infallibly through his word. So we must not fall for lawlessness tendencies and enter into the deconstruction culture that's prevalent in the church today. Uh, God's design and ordering is for our benefits and for his glory. So I want to dive in and get a few glimpses of what I think is helpful as we discover what the Lord's Day is. Uh, Take a couple glimpses, like a biblical glimpse, and I want us to spot the undercurrent of a Sabbath throughout Scripture, and also take a look at a historical glimpse, kind of like what church history has to say about the Lord's Day since the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And then I last, last thing I want to do is take a cultural glimpse. Look at the changes in society over the last century specifically. So let's talk about that biblical glimpse. Uh, I want us to see the Sabbath principles that are interwoven throughout Scripture. It's really, really hard for us to read God's Word bound for us today in our possession and canonized in 66 books— and ignore and cast aside how strongly the Bible as a whole stresses the Sabbath. In fact, the Sabbath is ingrained throughout Scripture by God and for God's people. And this is from Genesis all the way to Revelation. And so looking into the Old Covenant, looking back to Genesis 2, I believe that we can discover that the Sabbath was a creational institution that was instituted pre-fall, and that is key in this discussion, I believe. So Genesis 2, starting in verse 1, it says, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. Verse 3 so, God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, God rested from all his work and that that he had done in creation. And so, I want us to see something. Just simply to say, God finished his work and blessed the seventh day. That is to simply discover that not all days are truly the same in the eyes of God. Unless you want to take Romans 14, out of context and sort of cling to that low-hanging fruit that would excuse our consciences of being guilty of neglecting church on Sunday, but we'll get into that in our roundtable discussion of some contextual um, arguments against uh, putting special emphasis upon a single day of the week. And so that's Genesis 2. As we travel through the pages of redemptive history after the fall, we reach Exodus 16. And guess what we find? We find a post-fall and pre-Mosaic observance of the Sabbath. And so this is going to be a longer chunk of scripture. This is in Exodus 16, verse 22, starting in 22, leading all the way to 30. And I'd rather just read this in... In its entirety, so that I'm not like cherry picking as if I'm taking it out of context. Um, So verse 22 to 30 says, On the sixth day, they gathered twice as much bread, two omers each. And when all the leaders of the congregation came and told Moses, he said to them, This is what the Lord has commanded. Tomorrow is a day of solemn rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you will bake and boil what you will boil, and all that is left over lay aside to be kept till the morning. So they laid it aside till morning as Moses commanded, and it did not stink, and there were no worms in it, simply to say, it was edible. Uh, verse 25 continues, Moses said, quote, Eat it today, for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find it in the field. Six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, there will be none. You won't find food on this day. Verse 27 continues, On the seventh day, some of the people went out to gather, but found none. And the Lord said to Moses, How long will you refuse to keep my commandments and my laws? Verse 29 See, the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, on the sixth day, he gives you bread for two days. Remain each of you in his place. Let no one go out from his place on the seventh day. And verse 30 concludes, So the people rested on the seventh day. This is post-fall and pre-Mosaic. This is a post-fall and pre-Mosaic observance of the Sabbath. And so I want us to understand that within this time period, between the fall and Mount Sinai, the Ten Commandments, God's people observed the Sabbath as a creational institution. And what we can discover, therefore, is that the Sabbath is a creational institution. And if it's a creational institution, this is something significant. Uh, this is transcendent through all time. Pre fall, similar to gender roles and gender identity, male headship being bound in creational institutions. And so, most of all, if these are pre fall institutions, how much more vital they become. Postfall. And God actually did this by officially uh, instituting this in the Ten Commandments. Here comes Mount Sinai in Exodus 20, verse 11. Specifically, I'll back up to verse 8. It says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it, And it gets a little more intensified in language, even back, um, if you continue through uh, the Bible to Exodus 31, there's really strong language, uh, starting in verse 12 of chapter 31. It says, above all, you shall keep the Sabbath, above all, a holy day, meaning six days work, seventh day rest. And this is a covenant in chapter 31. It's a covenant and a sign between the people and Israel. This is like ordinance emphasis here. This is significant. This is indicating something transcendent, similar to baptism. um, Just like circumcision was a sign between the people and Israel. So it's the same with baptism. Uh, how it translates from circumcision under the Old Covenant and baptism in the New Covenant, similar to the sign and the symbol of Passover and the Lord's Supper. Um, This is significant. There's something here with the Sabbath that is transcendence. And then uh, we do see something in Deuteronomy chapter 5, starting in verse 12. Um, To summarize it, it says, Observe the Sabbath again, six days work, seventh day rest, sort of like, Exodus 20, but God gave Israel something specific to do here. He says to remember their exile and redemption. The Sabbath observance here, God instituted for Israel a specific thing to do, and that is to remember their exile and redemption. All that simply to say, looking upon the old covenant, it is pretty clear to observe that mankind's resting is so intimately Connected to God working. God blessed the Sabbath day. It's a reiteration of the creational principles all the way back to Genesis 2. And so, this rest is not simply like taking a nap or anything. Uh, Similar to Deuteronomy 5, like God gave them something to do. Um, I believe that this is worship. This is solemn Reflection. It's not just a nap. And so God gave mankind reminders, right? To forgetful people. We're forgetful. I don't know if that might be a public service announcement, but we're so forgetful, sadly forgetful. And so the new covenant for forgetful people, God gave two ordinances to the New Testament church, and that being baptism and the Lord's Supper. And also, He gave mankind 10 solid commandments at mount sinai and all 10 commandments have certain ceremonial and moral principles the moral principles still exist today and so while the ceremonial principles have been fulfilled in jesus christ to its full extent the moral dimensions of specifically the fourth commandments regarding the sabbath that moral dimension of the fourth commandment still remains today and the sabbath is creational, and stays with mankind transcendently. But additionally, the moral principle of the fourth commandment remains, where the people are commanded to meet the Lord. This is good for us. And so, that's all in the old covenant. It's the left side of the Bible. Um, Now, we kind of want to look on the new covenant side. Does the Sabbath principle stay? It's pretty simple to ask, does it stay? And so, Jesus Christ ushered in and instituted the new covenants through the gospel of Jesus Christ. His life is death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. Jesus actually assumes the title, Lord of the Sabbath, and this is according to the gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and the gospel of John. If Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath, then he is the object of our reflection and deliverance from the wilderness of sin. And this carries into the book of Hebrews, that emphasizing the Sabbath observance for the church. Hebrews 4, starting in, verse, in the second half of verse 7, leading to verse 13. This is a book, we have to be reminded, it's a book written to Jewish Christians, and so they indicated that this Sabbath day is imperative to observe because it is indeed a foreshadow of the promise to come. It's an eschatological reminder for Christians to rest and be reminded of their ultimate rest that waits for us all Christians in eternity with Jesus Christ. So, leading up to Revelation, there seems to be a certain day of this rest that John experienced in his his vision that he had in in, uh, Revelation 1. In verse 10, it's a profound verse where John is in the Spirit on the Lord's day. And then Revelation 4 kind of talks about what that meant to be in the Spirit. Simply, Revelation 4.2 explains that to be in the Spirit, he was worshiping. And so, it's not the day of the Lord, of, of, of this dominical day of the Lord's return, uh, but it's a day, it's a Lord's day that he was taken in the spirits, and he was worshiping on this day. And so, simply to say, the Sabbath principle does remain, even in the new covenants, that not all days are alike. And this is good news. The Lord did the work of creation himself, and he also did the work of redemption himself, a work of justification and pardon from the corruption of sin. He took upon himself the penalty that we could not pay and bore a penalty that he didn't owe. And this is the gospel and the attitude of our reflection for an entire day, the Lord's day. In other words, when the world sees the church resting an entire day, they witness the testimony of Christ's work on our behalf. And so the Sabbath is originated in creation and is consummated in the recreation, our ultimate rest in Him. It's a foreshadow forward. And so for that, we can be grateful to God for giving us something transcendent for our chaotic and busy world today that reminds us day long of the work that He accomplished long ago, 2,000 years ago. So, that's about all the time that we have for today. All I wanted to accomplish was to look at the Old Covenant and look at the New Covenant, how there's something inter- interwoven throughout the pages of Scripture regarding a specific day that is significant and connected with solemn reflection and rest. And so. This is the Lord's Day. I hope that we can see clearly that the Sabbath principle does remain today and that it is not something instituted by man, but it's instituted by God. It's creational and a moral commandment for God's people from the Fourth Commandments. And so, in that, a Sabbath remains today. On the next episode, we will try to identify well, which day is it? Is it Saturday? Is it Sunday? But we don't have time uh, to get into that right now, but I invite you to the next episode as we pinpoint which day that is. Have a good one. I'll talk to you soon. This podcast is a ministry of Steel Valley Church. For more information on how to participate, visit our website at steelvalleychurch.com slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in.